the exclusive stories behind music that helped shape and change pop culture. With award-winning broadcaster and best-selling author Jesse Dillon and special guest Spencer Proffer, you are inside the music. You know, I've done some cool things behind the microphone over the years. Pretty well interviewed everybody I've ever wanted to interview. 40 years behind a microphone with a big audience, you get a chance to do that. And I've been very grateful, gracious, and humbled by some of the people that I've interviewed and some of the stories I've heard. But you know, I never thought at this conjecture and time in my life that I'd kind of be reinventing a vertical that I was excited about today, as excited that I'm about today, as I was excited when I first started in the business. I can't exactly put it in words because I'm high on masculine this morning, but I have been blown away by a character and an individual that I've met whose projects have garnered and won for many people, Grammys, Emmys, Golden Globes, etc. Spencer Proffer is a pioneer in the music industry. You know, you hear names like David Geffen and Jimmy Iovine and Randy Jackson because of his television proliferation, but just as important to the culture of music today and yesterday is Spencer Proffer. And somehow, fortuitously, we've been able to connect and create something where one and one equals 17. It's magic and it's music. And it's a glimpse behind the scenes from the source that you've never seen before because it's never happened before. And that's what Inside the Music is about. It's a door opening to a culture that's amazing. Spencer, how much fun is this? Jesse, I'll tell you something. Last thing on earth when I connected with you and we started dancing down the, your you know, very vibrant mega cast path, that we would evolve something to really, like VH1 had a fantastic series called Behind the Music. And literally, I've been very much inside the music through my career and the stories and the people that I've had the good fortune to work with, you know, whether the range goes from Tina Turner to Stevie to Graham Nash. These are all people iconic precious and special and the experiences that I've had with them are things that are deep in my heart and it will you know stay with me forever and the fact that you said let's pull some of that out and let's share that with the public although I've been very private in my career I've raised my two great sons I have a phenomenal wife Judy that is my best friend and that to me has been my biggest priority but you know leave it to a crazy guy like you man to pull it out and I'm ready to go inside the music and go inside some of the projects that I've worked on for the last, you know, three decades. And I'm kind of proud to play with you, Jesse. So here we go. Also, it's a very cool genre and a very cool time to be in right now because, you know, what you might call the director's cut, you know, the backstory has become very, very popular worldwide. And people are really interested in hearing this. I remember you showed me a video clip early on in our relationship we won't talk about it right now because it's confidential, but there were some amazing people. And I saw Brian Wilson of the Beach Boys, Graham Nash, you know, the biggest country and Western stars on the planet. Leon Womack, I mean, I hope you can dance. One of, the, one of the biggest hits of all time and hundreds of millions of people use that as an anthem to get over debilitating adversity. I was blown away and I remember saying to you, how did you get all these people? And you said to me, I just asked them. They're all my yeah. peeps. I know them all. This is my world. 
Well, the, what it is, Jesse, like with the Hope You Dance project, that song has touched so many people through the last 15 years. Uh, some brilliant writers, Tia Sillers, Mark Sanders, wrote it, and I had the good fortune to be able to produce a special, which will air on Hallmark this Thanksgiving, about the power and impact of that song and its uh, how it's affected human beings. And I, when I reached out to people like Graham and Brian and Vince Gill, Leanne Womack and Joel Osteen, and, and in fact, Maya Angelou before she passed away, to comment on the power of music to move people's lives, inspire them. Um, they just, you know, where do we sign? They were wonderfully gracious about it. And then we uncovered stories. My director, John Scheinfeld, who is also brilliant. Jesse, did you ever see the U.S. versus John Lennon? No. The, uh, yeah, it's a brilliant, brilliant piece of work. John's a very visionary director. So we double teamed and we uncovered stories of people all over the world whose lives have had an impact um, as a result of the spirit of the song. And that is a special. We're publishing a book on the, not only the transcripts, but actually Judy, my wife, who is a journalist and brilliant in her own right, was able to collate the best of what these people had to say and then take it to a whole other level. Um, and I think that's really exciting stuff. But everybody that I went near with that was ready to, you know, embrace it because of the goodness of what it represented. So the fact that, you know, how I have access to people, you pay dues, you work hard, you don't, you know, do anything unscrupulous. And, you know, you get to a place to where you want to do things of passion that can make a difference. And that's kind of where I'm at. And that's why I'm really happy to, you know, to talk about it at this juncture. And, you know, you're the guy who I'm talking to. So here we go. Okay, I want to come back in, a, in an upcoming segment and show, and I want to talk about I Hope You Can Dance. But we need to dedicate a little more time to that because that is an amazing project that's going to blow people away, and they're going to be able to see it on television coast to coast very shortly. But today, you know, you were talking about Judy and, and, and the years that you've been together and your soulmate. Uh, Jill and I have been together for 35 years. Our wedding song was Stevie Wonder, Ribbon in the Sky. And as I've been going through some of the songs that we've been wanting to feature, uh, on this show, Inside the Music, I came across uh, a bit you did with Stevie Wonder. And if I'm not mistaken, Spencer, I think you were also conducting an 86-piece orchestra behind him. Yeah, well, thank thank God I didn't conduct it because the orchestra would have gone south very quickly. But what, <laughs> but what, what it's funny, Jesse. But what I <clears throat> I work with a fellow named Lee Holdridge, who is a brilliant composer, and we arranged a 86-piece symphony orchestra up in Seattle. It's good. It's non-union. It's close to where you live in Vancouver, but it's it's all righteous. Um, I was working on um, architecting the music for a New Line feature, 1997, called The Adventures of Pinocchio. And it was being directed by a very tripped out director who used to make Def Leppard videos, Steve Barron. And I, when I was producing Quiet Riot, Steve was doing the videos to uh, Def Leppard. I got involved in some Quiet Riot videos, so we became mates back in the 80s. So when I got enlisted by New Line to be the music architect for that film, um, I remembered how deeply Stevie Wonder loved uh, doing things that touched, you know, younger generations in addition to all the great stuff that he's written. So I was able through friends of friends to, you know, get to Stevie, have a script prepared in Braille, and he read it and absolutely said he would write three songs that he would let me work with him on recording. 
And since Pinocchio was set in 1850 in Italy, I said, Stevie, babe, we can't go hip hopping down the piazza, man. You write these beautiful songs, but I got to decorate it and, uh, you know, bring it to context so it fits the, the sensibility of the picture. So, you know, God bless him. He let me roll with it. We recorded a... Um, piano track and then I decorated it with a 86 piece symphony and we were very fortunate we also did a harmonic version of the title song to the movie Kiss Lonely Goodbye and that in fact got a Grammy nomination in 1977. I felt very privileged and excited to work with Stevie. I had my two boys with me in particular Sterling. My older son was just learning to play the piano so he was he was nine years old. He was jamming with Stevie on every Ebony and Ivory because he had just learned how to play yesterday on the piano and so Stevie taught him Ebony and Ivory Sterling was showing him yesterday it was just a real glorious moment in my career and um, if I'd love you to play it because I'd like to share it with the world you know it was in the picture it was laced through the score it ended the film but um, it stands on its own so there you go you are inside the music with Jesse Dillon coast to coast worldwide our guest, Spencer Proffer. In a later episode, we'll find out why Spencer named his dog Quincy. <laughs> but we can't tell you today. This is Stevie Wonder, Inside the Music. Give me a chance to catch my breath Cause I'm in a state of art Yes, miracles never cease but we're back together now pardon me please if I pinch myself so to know this is not a dream as I reminisce the love we shared and the pain there was between Look at the clouds in the sky They seem so happy now Look at the sun feel its rays With such a smiling face Maybe we can't, maybe we can with the love that we're feeling inside. Share it with all the world and see each heart. Kiss lonely Heartache 
I thought couldn't end Yet joyfully I cry Cause I know our love We won't let us lose again Never again Look at the clouds in the sky They seem so happy now Look at the sun fill its rays With such a smiling face Baby, we can't But I know we can With love that we're feeling Music.